Hey and welcome back. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about nutrition and I believe nutrition is a nutritional lifestyle. Some of us feel weller when or more well when they eat when we eat meat and some of us feel more well when we eat plant-based. So I'm going to give a little bit of details about utilizing plant-based diet. Now with that being said, if you are a meat eater, this will still be great information for plant-based foods that you will definitely incorporate into day-to-day -day lives. So everyone will benefit from this. And it's very important to understand that nutrition is intuitive. And intuition will mean over the years you will change your diet. And it's not about a diet at all. In fact, it's changing with your lifestyle. Just like when you were younger, you felt this way. And now you're older, you have more wisdom, you feel and see the world dif differently. And the same with nutrition, when you were younger, you loved more sweets and then you got more educated and maybe your taste changed as you grew your taste buds through experience. And in turn, also your health requirements required different things as well. So it's very important to understand that a lot of people think vegetables are pretty boring compared to, you know, a burger or those types of meals. And one of the things that a lot of people are coming and understanding is when they have more plant-based food in their diet, they are able to feel better and they are able to work with their health positions that they have in their life to feel better. It's a process of transformation and it's also a process of understanding food when you cook food or when you utilize food, how to make it a beautiful experience rather than an experience of dryness or must-do's like when your mum used to say you got to eat those vegetables. Uh, so the other thing that plant-based comes into it is gut health and gut health is super super important. It's also linked to mental health and all other facets of health. So I pretty much say most of us at some point have anxiety or depression. Well, working with our gut health is a surefire way to give us a little bit more balance. Our gut is directly linked to the brain via the gut-brain axis, which means that our gut is in constant communication with our brain and therefore impacts our mental health as well as our physical health. About 90% of the serotonin, our happy hormone, is made in our guts, again showing the link between our gut and our well-being. A staggering 70% of our immune cells live within our gut. So we need a healthy gut for a healthy immune system, especially when we have viruses or in the winter. It's very important. Our gut needs fiber, which we find in plant-based foods such as fruit and vegetables, grains and nuts, seeds and pulses. And that's why I'm saying to you, you know, even if you eat meat, understanding this is very beneficial to choose and nourish yourself with the plants that you do eat. It's very important to understand that gut bacteria's favorite foods for optimal gut health aim to include 30 different plant-based foods in a meal a week. So one thing that we often do is we like we're a stickler for the same food, but it's very important to have variety and switch up your vegetables in veggie stir fries or hummus, uh, salads, maybe pasta dishes, rice dishes, toasted nuts, etc., beans, olives, curries, and stews can help you to add to getting more variety in that. When it comes to the fiber intake, it's very important that adults should aim for around 30 grams of fiber, but on average, a lot of people get around 19 grams. 
it's so important that we understand this to be able to help us to be better people in all terms of health. We, when we understand and get more information, the knowledge is then able to be utilized as wisdom to create better tomorrows. So it's not an all or nothing experience. It's about what do we do with this information? It's not a black and white scenario. For example, one cup of chickpeas will give you about 12.5 grams of dietary fiber. So that um, is a great reason to have hummus or your chickpea salad. Oats give you about, one cup gives you about eight grams. So overnight oats are delicious in the morning for breakfast or if you want hot oats, quinoa gives you about five grams in one cup of fiber. And it's also great in protein, that one. Um, dates also give you around 4.8 grams. So there's a lot of different ways you can get that fiber, but also having that variety makes your your enjoyment of food a lot better. I always think that it's really important to eat intuitively. So it's not about switching to a plant-based unless that's something you've been trying to transform to and get more knowledge about. It's about trying to eat the best that we can for ourselves. So what one person will eat, they'll eat very differently to another and they can still get great results in feeling well and healthy because they're working with how they feel and what they need in their body. So listening to your body is very, very important. When you also think about it uh, as the fact that you could actually get calcium and iron and protein from a vegetarian vegan diet is really important to understand too. So in the old days, I used to say that you couldn't do that, but with more knowledge now, we understand that we can get a lot of things going when we eat correctly with more plant-based food, even with the ability to eat meat to feel better in everyday senses. So when you're looking for protein with plant-based food, your body contains thousands of different proteins, all of which are made from amino acids. There are 20 different amino acids from there, 11 which can be made in your body and nine which can be the ones that must come through diet. So for example, your B12, when we vegan, most of us know that uh, we are referred to as eating a supplement because that one only comes from an animal product, which is why some people also choose animal products. Lots of plant-based sources of protein, however, only contain four or five of these amino acids, which means that you need to eat a variety of ingredients and a full spectrum. When you look at that, we as an average adult would need about 45 to 56 grams of protein per day, depending on your pregnancy status or um, physical activity status that can change and vary and everything varies. These are just approximate numbers. It's really important that you, again, listen to your body here. In terms of getting adequate protein, you could, for example, in a typical day, have uh, hemp seeds, porridge overnight, a cup of beans uh, with on a salad, in a salad, or toasted almond spread on your toast. Salad at lunchtime, as mentioned, with all sorts of grains. Um, peanut butter on apple. There's so many different styles, uh, quinoa with roasted vegetables, tahini dressing that you could choose. So some good sources of vegan protein are tofu and tempeh and edamame. These are fantastic because they're complete protein. Between tofu and tempeh, 
And tempeh, the first time I had it was in Bali, Indonesia. So it's a very acquired taste. Tofu is made from bead curd. Pressed together with tempeh is made by cooking and slightly fermenting mature soya beans. So tofu doesn't really have a taste, but you can marinate it and uh, it is fantastic because it really absorbs. It's just the key is the preparation. So for anyone who says, ugh, tofu is like cardboard, try marinating it. It's amazing. Uh, you can make bummy with it and it tastes incredible. Tempeh has a slightly fuller flavor, but again, it's great to marinate as well and the texture is slightly different. So it is an acquired taste. Quinoa, like tofu and tempeh and edamame, is a complete source of protein as well, which is fantastic because you can even have quinoa with some oats in the morning, for example. Lentils, chickpeas and beans, as well as being a source of protein, they're also full of dietary fiber. So they help you if you are feeling all stuffed up in the body and as long as you're drinking lots of water as well. Hemp seeds are fantastic in they don't taste and they're an easy way to get protein. So you could have them in a smoothie or a dish without too much interaction or even on avocado toast. They also add a little bit of texture. Peas are a great rich source of protein. If you haven't seen a lot of plant-based um, meats are actually with a pea protein these days. And nuts and nuts, butters, seeds and tahinis have a great versatile taste um, for porridges, granola bars, for salads, for all sorts of things. You can go crazy on that. Now, iron is something that a lot of people worry about because we have been taught that iron often is very, very important and often is very difficult to get without any meat substances. Iron has a very important role and it's crucial for energy and thyroid health, immunity, as well as brain function. 70% of your body's iron is found in red blood cells. So it's pretty crazy to think there's a lot going there and transport oxygen around the body. This means if the level drops, you can really notice it with this kind of tired feeling. And when I was younger, I was running and there's a thing called hiltolysis as runners and particularly with menstruation runners is that you're striking your heel and the red blood cells break up. It takes 180 days to recuperate. But because I was running so much, I was losing more than I was having and I ended up with iron deficiency and uh, it ended up pausing my running career for a period of time. So if you're a menstruating human, it's very important that you understand you have a little bit higher risk or childbearing to lower iron levels. So with women, therefore, they're looking at more 14 grams a day and men around 9 grams. Iron comes in two forms in our blood. Hemo-iron is only found in the animal source and is easily, easily absorbed and non-heme-iron is found in plant-based source and isn't absorbed as efficiently. So we need to be conscious when eating enough iron-rich foods. But there are some um, vast number of people that are deficient even when they eat meat, so it's very important to understand that. And iron also requires vitamin C for absorption, so that's why when I was a child, with, um, when I had the iron deficient, it was like eat a steak with uh, orange juice to get that absorption. So having vegetables or fruits alongside grains and nuts is recommended. And it's worth noting that caffeinated drinks like tea, coffee, and training products actually decrease the absorption. So it's really important to understand that. Don't be afraid of cooking veggies as well. Uh, when they shrink with heat, 
so that cooking iron-rich vegetables like spinach, kale or coriander, you may eat more of them, meaning you get more iron. Great sources of plant-based iron include lentils, chickpeas, beans, tofu, quinoa, beetroot, cocoa, that's a good one, sesame seeds, tahini, pumpkin seeds, spinach, Swiss chars, kales, dried apricots, dates, figs and raisins. Calcium. Calcium is required structurally by the body for bone and teeth, but also keeps our blood at the right pH and is needed for muscle contractions. We tend to associate calcium-rich foods with dairy products. It's been long given that the uh, dairy industry created the food pyramid, but plant-based products are actually very good levels of calcium. It isn't difficult as we first thought. Eating a wide variety of ingredients and getting all the vitamin and minerals you need is a lot easier. Vitamin D is required for calcium absorption in the gut. So having your levels checked yearly is important, particularly if you're in spaces like Tasmania, Austria, Scotland, these places have um, higher amounts of vitamin D deficiency because they have lower levels of sun and that also vitamin D deficiencies are very critical because it can also lead to things like MS and my mother has MS and low bone density as well. So I've always been very mindful of my vitamin D uh, to just keep the levels up, especially when we have those winter months it's really important because we're not getting the sun just interaction that we would usually have. So some great calcium sources is cabbage, kale, bok choy, okra, broccoli, cauliflower, sesame seeds, tahini, almonds, edamame, tofu, flax seeds, lentils, dried figs, and prunes. Then we go on to healthy fats. And remember those days when fats used to be like, oh my God, we can't eat them. Well, they're fantastic for our body when we eat them well. Bodies need a constant supply of the right types of fat to stay healthy. Healthy fats work to support our mood, memory, hormone balance, immunity, cardiovascular health, joints, as well, in to, as well to help our skin, nails, and hair. So we want a good amount of omega-3, 6s, and 9 fatty acids. Unlike the typical diet, which we hear a lot of, you know, uh, in general where I grew up at least, it's probably not a typical diet anymore. A lot of times research used to show we should be afraid of fat, but we shouldn't be afraid of it. We don't need to be afraid of saturated fats either, as they are supportive of immunity, energy, and brain health. When we look at plant-based foods, they contain some beneficial saturated fats, such as these found in peanuts, macadamia nuts, avocado, and coconut oil also tend to contain other nutrient compounds such as fat-soluble vitamins, which means they can only be absorbed with fat. Fiber and antioxidants are other two things that are in it. When possible, we want to lessen the amount of the not-so-good fats such as trans fats found in margarines and deep-fried food. So we're looking still at a good fat, but fat alone, the general bucket, isn't a valuable one because there's lots of good things and good fats around. If you're looking at a more plant-based food, nuts, seeds, avocado, olive oil, omega, um, are good levels of omega-6 and 9s. However, deficiency of omega-3 is common since predominantly found in oily fish. It's important to keep a good ratio of 3 to 6, balanced, warm, balanced is, uh, otherwise we can also lead to not being healthy. Walnuts, flax seeds, 
Milchaya, green leafy vegetables, spirulina are good plant-based sources of omega-3s. So look to include these whenever you can. It's also important to remember that these plant-based omega-3s, ALA, are converting into the active forms of EDP, EPA and DHA in order to fulfill their functions in the body and is required and this requires magnesium, B6 and zinc again. Showing how important a balanced diet is overall as nothing works alone in our body. A plant-based diet is naturally lower in saturated fats, getting a modest intake of coconut oil, tahini, peanuts, macadamia nuts as well. So it's also important to understand when I'm reading this, like when you're getting iron, you need an interaction of vitamin C. When you're getting the fats, you need to make sure you've got your B6 and your zinc and your magnesium to be able to have the effect on it. So it's showing how important that we're not a one-size-fits-all and we need to have this incredible variety in our lives. And it's not about meat or non-meat per se. It's about the variety of the sources of foods that we have and the quality of the sources of foods. So zinc is another important nutri nutrient to consider which is needed throughout our body and is involved in 300 reactions that keep immunity, mood, energy, hormone, skin, memory working properly. It is a nutrient that becomes easily depleted in those that are stressed, drink alcohol, smoke or do a long-haul air travel. Zinc is found in lower levels in plant-based, so it's important to make sure you give special attention so you don't end up with deficiencies, and that's why variety is important. It also, the great thing about zinc is helps omega-3s properly in the body to process. The best sources are tahini, sunflower, cashews, pumpkin seeds, chickpeas, lentils, and raw avocado. Hemp's also a good source, hemp seeds, and three tablespoons will provide about 40% of the recommended daily intake for women with zinc. So it's very important that you can see simple ways also to provide it. So once you get to know plant-based food better, whether you're again eating meat or not, you start to understand how you can interact the foods in a variety of manners. And once you understand them, how you can keep a balanced diet. It just takes a little bit of time to process this information and then start to work with it. And that's always a, a part of the process. But understanding that and then looking at beautiful recipes that are fun to work with makes it Wonderful. And the great thing is, like, even if you're looking at overnight oats, overnight oats, and then you add your um, couple of tablespoons, two tablespoons to your breakfast in the morning, and then you have your fruits, that's actually quite a simple plant based recipe. And also, quite a simple recipe for those eating healthy that aren't eating plant based as well. Iodine and cloline. These are two lesser known nutrients that we should all be aware of. Around 90% of adults in the UK actually don't reach their daily levels of cloline. And this is especially important for pregnant women and who require higher levels. For many of the bodily functions as it involves methylation reactions that help to support DNA formation, detoxification and fertility. It's also to keep the brain healthy and support concentration memory and mental agility and we can all say that we sometimes think that we need to be better in those areas so good plant-based sources would include tahini edamame chickpeas chard broccoli and sprouts 
And notice how edamame and tahini come up quite somewhat. So it's really great to know you have some foundational products that always have all the ingredients in, and then you add your variety around them. A recent um, study found that 70% of people in the UK alone were iodine deficient, and this, which is needed for the thyroid function and hormone balance and energy. Iodine is found in seafood and dairy, so plant-based eaters can be at high risk of deficiency. So topping up with seaweed, samphire, green beans, kale, spring greens, and watercress are all good sources. So even if you don't eat meat, there's ocean plants that you can look into to be able to get some sources of the iodine. And finally, the B12 supplementation. If you are someone who's choosing not to eat meat, if you're eating a variety of plant-based diet, then you should be able to get everything you need from your diet except B12, which is found solely in animal products. B12 is required for the DNA synthesis, detoxification, fertility, hormone balance, brain function, and nervous system. So it impacts us greatly when we have a deficiency, and it's important that we get that checked every year to make sure that we are on the right direction. A lot of people choose to take a supplement and that is a choice that you need to find what is best to you and what you think is good. And often another supplement that a lot of people take is vitamin D12 as well if they're choosing complete plant-based as well. So that being said, here's some great information to play with with regards to nutrition and plant-based nutrition or plant-based products if you are eating meat. Have a good listen to this and start to think about your diet where you can incorporate it really quickly and get good quality food into your diet in a variety of ways. I hope you enjoyed and I wish you a great day.